Welcome to Self Care You Podcast. I'm your host, Sharon, the number one self caregiver in the world. And this podcast is the intersection of self care, advocacy, and compassion for self caregivers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And so we will continue the conversation that we've been having for the past two episodes. Remember, this is from the um, from Chris Cuomo podcast with Tyler Perry and continue to talk about struggle and pain. I'm saying struggle and pain after this um, struggle and suffering. And so this week, pretty much I would say Let's focus on being obsessed with wellness. And so with this last um, portion of the conversation, um, Tyler and Chris were talking about like everyone gets a trophy. Maybe I talked a little bit about that the last time. But everyone gets a trophy and just how that really sets up a person of not being successful in life, it can make the person pretty much settle or just being okay and being in the comfort zone, just settle of not elevating. And one thing I like to say by being a self-caregiver authority, because remember we're talking about self-care, is that it really sets a person up, a child up, and not dealing with your own emotions, the emotion of being disappointed, the emotion of being um, rejected. And so just thinking about that, I mean, because when I think about my life, when I think about myself being a kid, and I keep trying to say, were, were there any opportunities where I could have learned this more? Now, the only thing that I will say, I mean, there were some opportunities because most of us have probably dealt with being teased or bullied. I was have being dealt with being teased. I don't think it was bully. I'm thinking in my head right now. <laughs> but the thing is, we've all had some type of ridicule or some type of um, being ridiculed or being rejected, one or the other, but definitely of being rejected. But you're being ridiculed, you are being rejected. But of course, if you're ridiculed, I mean, if you're being rejected, it's not necessarily being ridiculed. But my whole point in saying that is to say how, and let me say this before I say the other thing, in that. I know where it's coming from. It's coming from a good place, whether you're a parent, a caregiver, um, a guardian, a godparent. I know it's coming from a good place because most of the time what ends up happening, some of it is good and some of it is just not beneficial. I'm going to say that. In that we tend to, especially when it comes to our children, nieces and nephews, and godchildren, in that we tend to raise them and interact with them in a way to safeguard their feelings based on our own feelings. Like if we got hurt or something, we'll, oh, I want to protect. 
but we cannot do that. We cannot, because just think about your own life. Just think about your own life as an adult of what you had to go through with whatever that is, because for each person is different. And no one, believe me, <laughs> no one can tell you what is going to come down. We never know what's going to unfold. We never know how it's going to rain or how much or how bad the storm is going to be. And, you know, can we say will we ever be prepared for it? Maybe not. But one thing that I will say, and I can say this for myself, and this is despite me being a therapist. This is despite that. In that, it does not prepare you for anything you have not worked on. And then on top of that, when it comes to the things that we have not worked on, half the time, we don't even know it. Majority of the time, we don't even know it. As though with me, what I have come to realize within myself is like, oh, I have never really felt feelings. I did not allow myself to feel anything unpleasant. Could be why I'm such a positive person. And I was trying to, you know, uplift others and give others affirmations because I was avoiding. And there's nothing wrong with having those qualities. They come into play very well. But to completely avoid the negative is not good either. But it's more so is in coming through those things. So it kind of sets up. It's like, okay, I don't want to be rejected. So I'm not going to ever feel this way. And people really do set themselves up in a way where they don't have to really think about it and feel and the only thing is where it's not good is when it happens. And you may not even be able to see when it happens. And you're not able to protect yourself and set the boundaries that you need to set. Because when you're avoiding, you're avoiding uncomfortable feelings, those emotions that come through your body. That's what we're avoiding more than anything else, more than the situation itself. We're avoiding invisible energy that's like, it's like a rush. It's like a rush. You're like, oh, what is this? And you're thinking it's the person or the situation that's in front of you, but it's not. It's not that. It is pretty much the nervous system is like, this is too much. I don't like that. Oh, this is danger. And when you look at it, it's not. It's just a feeling that doesn't feel good. Who wants to be rejected in anything in life? But that's a part of life. And so with that conversation that they were having, that is so important. Because you're not helping. We're not helping anyone of how to deal with life. And pretty much the way that the world is, you can look at it. But what you experience, other people experience, some people more or less, because we can easily sit back and say, oh, yeah, that person needs to deal with this or haven't dealt with that. But when it comes to ourselves, we're not always able to do that. And this is why self-care is so important. And this is why self-care is so important to our well-being. And it's tied completely to our wealth because there's parts of 
you that you are holding back because of what you are avoiding. You see where it comes into play? And so we're teaching on the subconscious level, even if we don't even say it, but by completely trying to cuddle or overprotect someone so their feelings won't get hurt, so they won't have to feel a certain way. You can, there are certain things that you can do, even when it comes to your young children, as they call it, age-appropriate, of how you can verbalize something that may not be pleasant to help them understand and to help them to work through. Everything does not require therapy, but a lot of things in life are therapeutic because one of the things that I usually tell people, and this is one of the reasons of why I started my own business. This is one of the reasons why I started this self-care in that, you know, you're only in therapy and therapy can be very helpful, but therapy is not 24 hours a day. What happens three o'clock at night or three o'clock in the afternoon when your appointment isn't until um, a week from today? What happens then? What happens then? And so in saying all of that, as Chris and Tyler were saying in that, you know, by giving everyone a trophy, it doesn't allow a kid to struggle. It doesn't allow, it's not teaching the kid that they're not going to be number one all the time. We can strive for number one. It's good to be. And it's good when you earn it that you really put in the work, the hard work and sweat. And the hard work and sweat isn't the physical part of it. It is about making movement. But it's the emotional and psychological work because if we do not fine tune and strengthen that muscle, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard when things unfold. We cannot protect. You cannot protect anyone from what is theirs. Everyone has their own set of lessons. And so it's kind of like... Also, a part of self-care is learning how to let go, to allow others, including children, to walk their own path, to be able to learn of how to go after things themselves and to be like, it's okay that you didn't make the team. It's okay that you didn't score 100, but to continue to strive to do that though and to become that but if they really didn't you know if if the person is a d student and not an a or the person strikes out why should they you know i do agree with that but i also feel like that there are lessons to be learned just by being on the team as well but it's kind of like what do you earn when you're on the team and so the other thing that they talked about is a lot of times when it comes to this society that people are drawn more towards problems instead of the solutions. And, you know, one thing when it comes to, you know, the four pillars of self-care to talk about action and, you know, the self-awareness piece and you need all four because they all work together. And so in saying that, 
to be able to reflect, to be able to sit down and say, what is this? What are my lessons and what can I do? What can I do towards the solution of something? You can look at the problem, but do not sit in the problems. Because remember, the longer you sit in anything, the more attention, and I even have to remind myself of this, <laughs> the more attention that you give or something, the more energy that you have, and it's draining you. So no, you're not going to have the energy to do the things that you really love to do. And this is how you end up not having the interest in doing the things that you want to do because of the fact your energy is somewhere else. It's just somewhere else. And so it is very, very, very beneficial for you, again, as a self-care authority. You're your own self-care authority. I'm giving you information. I'm giving you experiences that I've had and letting you know what's out there. But it's up to you to do the work. And you're doing such a wonderful job anyway. But it's just when those things come down, what else can you gather to help you? in life. The other thing they talked about too is that when those things happen, again, not to sit in that sorrow, not to sit in the problem, not to sit in the struggles and the suffering and to be able to truly look at what is the lesson. Tyler was saying one of the things that he does is he make it clear. It's like, God, give me the lesson so that he doesn't have to continue to repeat the same thing because we've all seen it you know when it comes to ourselves we're like oh I don't do that but when it comes to other people oh yeah well you're going to continue to repeat the same thing until you learn your lesson but it's also about being intentional I can remember um, there was a time that I um, experienced something and I kept asking it's like what is the lesson and I could not figure out what the lesson was. And, and this was even before I actually had all the tools that I have, because even though I was a therapist, but again, there are different ways of getting to, because um, as I've told you before, once I add it, I'm going to say a holistic way of living and being, it changed my outlook on life and changed how I approach therapy as well. So in saying that, I didn't have all the skills. I didn't have all of the information. Still don't have all, but I have more. And so in saying that, because again, the lesson isn't, especially when it comes to, let's say, people, places, or things, the lesson isn't always, because people always revert to this, oh, I know not to mess with that person no more. Or, I, uh, that job isn't for me. That is not always the lesson. Sometimes it is, but it's not always. Majority of time, the lesson is something about you, even if it is the other person. Because you've heard me say it before, for those of you who already follow me on social media, in that you've heard me say that if so, even if someone is a jerk or whatever word you want to use, even if someone, you know, is just being themselves, that's how they are. Even if someone is doing that, even, even if someone is irritating you and that's what they do, they irritate everyone. If you know that they are that way, why are you upset? Why do you get irritated by that? If that rubs you, it's for you to go deeper. It's not to excuse the other person. And there are other things that go along with that. But it is for you. It is for you to 
go deep within yourself. It's like, what is this that's activated me, trigger? What is this? What is the lesson for me? Because most of the time it has nothing to do with the other person. It could be that if that person is not in alignment and they're irritating you um, in that you may not need to have any contact with that person. Sometimes situations allow that to happen and sometimes not, you know, sometimes it's not. (laughs) Um, But that is not always the true, the core of the lesson. The core of the lesson will always have something to do with you. And it's mostly for you to develop a characteristic of yourself. An example for me, like I said, I had one experience in which I cannot figure out what the lesson lesson was. Again, I would say I sat down with it, but again, I didn't have all the skills and especially the insight of how I approach things too. I didn't have all of that. And so I, you know, I was like, please tell me that the lesson is, you know, like just for, let's say a person, that person not to be in my life. I mean, even though that was so, but I'm not saying that that was the true lesson. And I'm just talking about at that time when I was processing now with the skills that I have now, I have a better understanding of what the lesson was because the lesson will always, always be either something that we need, something that we need to do or something that we don't need to do, some type of insight that we may have. Again, sometimes it can be a characteristic, meaning that like I had one experience, I thought that the lesson was, oh, I'm given this experience so that I can learn how to tolerate learn how to move through something. That's not always the lesson is, even though you can say, oh, that's a beautiful lesson in the end, not doing it. <laughs> but that wasn't the lesson. The lesson really was for what I got, it's not how much I can tolerate. It was the lesson I feel was to have the courage to make decisions Stand in my decisions, regardless of what's going on on the outside, so that I can make myself number one, regardless. Because if God is my, you know, if I'm a vessel of God, I have to protect the vessel no matter what. No matter what. And so, again, when it comes to you, What are the lessons for you? What are the things that you can do that can help you? Because again, when I say that, the decisions that you make, believe it or not, they will have an impact on your finances later as well. Some kind of way, whether it's your health, whether you are giving or lending money to someone or helping someone out financially, And when I say when it comes to your health, meaning that when you do not make decisions that are in alignment of who you are, that's going to give you peace, that it is creating symptoms where you can end up having a heart attack or stroke or high blood pressure, diabetes, and all that other stuff. 
So that is how it can impact you financially. So again, when we say health and wealth goes hand in hand, they really do in much, much different ways than you think. The other thing that Tyler, one of the things that Tyler had pointed out is the fact that I can't remember if he used the word anger. He may have. If you didn't, Tyler, I apologize. But the way that I interpret it is that because he had witnessed, you know, domestic violence and then also, you know, the abuse of his father. And there was a lot of anger. He had a really hard time. He's talked openly about it. And he's all, and I've heard him say this before as well, is where he had used that anger um, to energize him and doing as an energy to do the things that he's done in, in his creation. But then when he had forgiven his father, it was almost like that had gone away. And I know I was having a discussion with one of my friends and they were saying something very similar to that too, of, of how, you know, the, like initially when it came to their creativity in that, that anger was used to fuel that, but it's kind of like when they were able to work through, they had to figure out a way of like, oh, okay, well, how can I do this? You know, still have this big creation and not have that anger to fuel me, to energize. And so it's kind of like, how, what do you use as fire to fuel your creativity, to fuel your, uh, your um, success? Just like one of my friends would say, hey, allow, if, allow success to be your revenge. That is how you, I guess you could say, you can get back at someone of not treating you well. And so in saying that, pay attention again as a self-care act, the four pillars of self-care. And for those of you who, uh, if this is your first time um, listening to the Self-Care You podcast, the four pillars of self-care is self-awareness, sitting in silence, deep rest, and um, action and movement. And pretty much you need the last three in order to do the first one. And the first one is definitely connected to the last one because you need to be self-aware to have self-inquiry, you know, asking yourself some questions to have that self-reflection of what to do or what you need to move about to take the action because you can be fully aware of something, but if you're not moving and you're not making steps, then you're going to be in the same spot in, in, in life and your feelings and your emotions and even financially too. And so be intentional about what this, the things that you are doing on a daily basis that are going to lead, lead you to where you want to be. The other thing is, um, I want to say is, because they were talking about the life experiences and things of that sort. And so what I like to say is that you, when you experience something, especially once you have worked through, and as a lot of, a lot of people like to say that you have overcome, you are an expert. An expert doesn't have to have a degree. I want you to remember that when you have overcome something, when you have worked through something, 
you are an expert because you can tell someone of how to, what the steps that you have taken and what they can do. Now, of course, you know, it's not one of those things in that, just because just like in therapy, you know, like with CBT in that, yeah, it's good for a lot of people, but it's not good for everyone. And there's so many different variations of it. And, if, and even within one variation, there's so many different things that you can do. So it's not like, you know, a one thing fits all. But just remember, though, that you are an expert when you have experience. It's not just the experience, okay? Let me, let's set the record straight on that. It's just not by going through something. But when you have gone through something and truly overcome, because most of the time when you feel that way, you feel like you really do want to share it. When you have really learned that lesson, because other people may be struggling. And even by you, you may have come across someone who have, you know, whether it's on a podcast or a conversation or YouTube or in a book. It's like, oh, well, what is this? Oh, yeah. You know, some of it you have done yourself, your own accord. But a lot of times, especially now, there's so much information out there that where you can help yourself. So, again, when you experience something and you've overcome and you've learned some lessons, start writing this stuff down because someone can benefit from you. And the last point I want to make is that, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about and what I was talking about before and what they were talking about, Chris and Tyler, in that instead of being obsessed with the problem, I would say be obsessed with wellness. Be obsessed with your wellness. Be so obsessed with your wellness, again, going back to what I was saying, where you can pretty much, where someone can come to you, where you will have the wisdom, not just the knowledge because you have the experience, but you will have the wisdom where someone can come to you. It's like, oh, yes. Sharon is the self-care authority. Go to her. So that you know that there are certain things that you can do to help calm your nerves, to help you think clearly, so that you can live longer, so you can enjoy your wealth along the way because of the things that you put in place. And so this episode is sponsored by... Again, this episode is sponsored by Self-Care U Financial Services, in which Sharon D. Brown is a financial freedom crusader. She always loved helping people to help themselves, and she is on a mission to help mental health and wellness practitioners build a financial foundation for generational wealth. She 
One thing that she has learned is that most families are not prepared for the financial burden and challenges. If someone is diagnosed with ADHD, with autism or Asperger's, with anxiety or depression, or even schizophrenia, they're not prepared financially if someone have a heart attack or stroke or even being diagnosed with cancer or dementia. Her goal is to help families, especially business owners in private practice agency to build a financial foundation she wants you to be prepared to continue to be able to support your family and yourself with mortgage, utilities, medications, and specialized treatment of your choice. So are you ready? Do you have something in place to help you and your family if you were to experience a medical or mental health disability? So get in touch with Sharon today, with Bitly MH, protect your family today. And so, again, the sponsor is Self-Care Youth Financial Services with Sharon D. Brown to me. And also know, too, that um, I provide self-care consultations. Um, remember um, to go to my website so that you'll know what programs that I'm having and also different products um, that I have as well. And so, before we end, in that, remember that you may not always get the trophy, trophy or certificate for participating. It is the effort, but always aim to be number one. Eventually, you'll reach it and continue to aim again. That Struggles and suffering can help build character. They help you to your road to success. And to sit with the thing that you struggle. Don't sit too long now. So that you can have a clear lesson. So especially the hard, hard stuff. They don't have to be repeated. Ignite the fire in you. Do not allow, <laughs> um, pretty much I say this, even I said do not allow, even though sometimes it's not always, um, sometimes I say sometimes it's kind of natural, but um, allow you get to decide which fire, which energy source that you want to fuel you when it comes to being successful when it comes to your creativity. Remember that you are the expert. Your experience allows you to be the expert when you learn those lessons.
and become obsessed with your wellness because your wellness will lead your wealth. And so thank you for joining me for this episode of Self-Care You Podcast. Since you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe to Self-Care You Podcast on Anchor or Spotify. You can also find us on YouTube at Sharon D. Brown Self-Care Authority. For updates on self-care workshops, training, and conferences, visit us at www.ourfirmholisticnetwork.net and that's holistic with the W. Follow Sharon on Instagram at I am Sharon D. Brown. Thank you and I'll see you on the next episode. Stay informed, advocate, and be a compassionate self-care giver.